Ah, prayer with thanksgiving, eh? You know, if you thank God for five things, and when you come to Him in prayer, five of the most amazing things He's done for you the last year, in the last 12 months, it raises your faith level. So by the time you get to pray for that one thing that you need, it's already a done deal. That's why prayer with thanksgiving. We're not begging God, we're just thanking Him. But even after you pray for that one thing, you then go back to thanksgiving. Thank you, Lord, that you heard me and it's on the way. Oh, just a thought. Thank you, Lord, that you're just going to lead me by your Spirit. Thank you that the words that you speak, they are spirit and life. And we just pray that you would bless the congregation today, that they might hear your voice, that they would have their eyes open spiritually, Father, just to see all that you're saying to us as a church this year. In Jesus' name, amen. February 2020 vision. Wow. So we're going to go to that verse in 2 Kings, uh, well, to the passage, chapter 6. And uh, here, I know Reuben mentioned this a while ago, that the, uh, the king of Syria, he's, he's always got these campaigns going where he's, his armies are always attacking the uh, nation of Israel, God's people there in the Old Testament. And uh, what's happening is Aram, this king, he's, uh, he's, he's coming against and plotting and setting, uh, setting um, what do you call them, ambushes, ambushes, and he, he's scheming against Israel. But every time he does it, God speaks to the prophet Elijah, uh, Elisha, sorry. He had a double portion because Elijah got taken up in the chariot and Elisha got a double portion of his spirit. So God's busy telling Elisha all about what he's doing and what this king's doing. So nothing's hidden and, and, and this, this is just frustrating him. And we come into the story there in 2 Kings chapter 6, verse 11. And uh, therefore the heart of the king of Syria, that's Aram, was greatly troubled by this thing. Because um, it, it's just happening all the time. And he's trying to set an ambush, but they find out. And they're always ready. And they're always protected. And he called his servants and said to them, Will you show me which of you is for the king of Israel? And one of the servants, one of his servants said, None, none, none of us, my Lord. None, O king. But Elisha, the prophet who is in Israel, tells the king of Israel the words that you speak even in your bedroom. Wow, that's pretty freaky, eh? That would frustrate him, wouldn't it? Hey, do you know God knows the words that you speak, the thoughts that you think even in your bedroom? Wow, praise God. So here he is, Aaron, he's at this cabinet meeting with his, with his leaders. And he's saying, which of you is for the king of Israel? He's basically saying, who's the leaker here? Who's leaking to the media? Who's, telling, who's spreading this around? So what he does is he, 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 when he finds out about Elisha, he sends a great army to come against the city where Elisha is. And we read that in 2 Kings chapter 6, verse 15 to 17. And it says, And when the servant Gehazi, so what happens, he comes out, he sends his great army overnight, and then the servant goes out to look out as he does out of the window, on the, probably on the wall of the city or something. And when the servant Gehazi, the man of God, rose early and went out, there was an army. Whoa, it was a great army. Surrounding the city with horses and chariots. And his servant said to him, he comes into Elijah. Gehazi comes in. He says, alas, oh, my master, what shall we do? Oh, ooh. boy, 
Sounds like me sometimes. <laughs> what? Reese is laughing, eh? Sounds like me at work sometimes, yeah? What's going wrong now? So he answered, do not fear. For those who are with us are more than those that are with them. Not just the army, those that are with the army. Every demonic force, all the demons of hell, they might be with them, but those that are with us are more. All the angels of heaven. (laughs) So that's exciting. And Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray that, I pray, open his eyes. His eyes aren't even open. He doesn't even see this stuff. Open Gehazi's eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened his eyes. As he does, he answers our prayers. (laughs) And the young man saw. Woo. And behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. Wow. Oh, that God would open our eyes. That's the theme of this message today. Open eyes. Oh, that God would open our eyes to the fact that there is more with us. He's given us a mission. He's given us a co-mission to go out with the good news, to be the good news in Northland, to share His love and His light and His grace with our nation. Lovey, come on. That's what it's all about, love. I got a great hug from you last week, but I didn't get time. You just ran past me, gave me a hug and shot off like just just bolt of lightning. I didn't even get the chance to say hello because I was chatting to someone. God is love. There is, open your eyes to the fact that there is more with us. Number one, I've got three points. There is more with us. Have you ever been overwhelmed with the situation that you're in? I know you have. I certainly have thousands of times. See, the message here is always for the pastor before it's for you. Just because you know it's for me, you don't need to laugh. Glory to God. I love it. God speaks to me. I've been in this situation and God says, open your eyes. Paul, it's not that bad. I am for you. See, once the man of God prayed, Lord, open his eyes, Gehazi was able to see into the realm of the Spirit. God wants us to see in the realm that he sees in, the realm of the Spirit. God is a Spirit. We can live in the natural we can have little pity parties. We can freak out. We can, it can be all, in the natural, it can be all about us. But it's not really. It's his story. We have our sto- his story. When we come up and share our story, it's his story. It's a testimony of what Jesus has done and what he is to us. What was present there all the time was now visible to Gehazi. It changes things. It's not that anything's changed. The Bible says, greater is he that is within us than he that's within the world. The Bible says in Romans 8, if God be for us, who can be against us? There is more. Oh, that God would open our eyes to see that there's more with us. We have all the power and authority of heaven behind us. That's why Jesus said that. All authority is given me in heaven and on earth. Go. Therefore. Therefore means because of this. Because this is the case. Go. Glory to God. 
open your eyes. We often pray open heaven, but we should be praying and singing open eyes because heaven is open over us. If we had only opened our eyes and see in the realm of the Spirit, there is more with us. We're in a battle for the souls of mankind here in Northland. And we need to open our eyes to see that the victory is the Lord. The battle is the Lord's, and He's going to lead us out in victory. If God be for us, who can be against us? Some of, some of us, some of us are in a battle just to survive. But we're not just survivors. How are you doing? How are you doing this week? How was your week? Oh, I'm surviving. Is that right? You're surviving. Is that right? That's sad, isn't it? It's very sad that you're just surviving. We're more than conquerors. Come on. <laughs> just survive. You are blessed with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. How can you be just surviving? Open your eyes. Lord, open my eyes. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Speak to my heart. My soul, magnify the Lord. Stop whinging to me, my soul. I'm going to live and walk in the Spirit. My Father's a Spirit. Jesus said the Word. He speaks to me as Spirit and it's life. Never mind the soul. My mind, my will, my emotions will bow to the Lordship of Christ. Yeah, this year, 2020 vision. Open their eyes to the fact that there's more with us. Okay, 2 Kings. Chapter 6, same chapter, but we're going back to verse 1. Different story. And the sons of the prophets said to Elijah, Elisha, sorry, see now the place where we dwell with you is too small for us. The sons, that word sons, I looked it up, and it it says there in the description of it, as a builder of the family name. See, a son is a builder of the family name, including grandsons. See, the, the sons of the prophet were prophetic as well. Funny that. Like father, like son. Wow, I wonder how that works. Does he look like his mum or does he look like his dad, you know? We're going to have that conversation shortly, aren't we? <laughs> Praise God. Praise God. The sons of the prophets. Do you know that we are the sons of God? And as sons, we have a great inheritance. Way back in Genesis, God said, let us make man in our image. Do you know what God is? The very essence of God is light. That's pretty powerful stuff. And it's love. And we are the sons of God. What does Northland need? Has it got a darkness problem? No, it's got a light problem, a lack of light. There's not a darkness problem in Northland. There's a lack of light. We are the light of the world. But more than that, oh, that God would open our eyes to, to the fact that we are made in the image of love. Our dad is love. That's the very essence of his being. And you're made in the image of your dad. You're made in the image of love. Open our eyes to see that there's more with us. 
Open our eyes to see that we're made in the image of love. What does Northland need? What does everyone want? Oh, I just want to be loved. They're into relationships. They're into all sorts of things. They want to feel good about themselves. They turn to drugs. Well, what do they want? To drink. But they want to be loved. Everyone wants Jesus. Everyone came out of the city to see Jesus when he was there. Thousands of people. And he loved on them. Open our eyes to the fact that we're made in the image of love. We are it. We're going to just love on people this year like you wouldn't believe because our Father's love and we're secure in His love and we're abiding in Him, in His love. And He's for us and He's made us accepted in the beloved, His beloved Son and we're beloved sons of our Father. We have a great heritage and a great, we're greatly blessed. We're made in the image of love. Have you ever had a situation where um, someone has driven past you on a, on a gravel road and covered you or your house or your washing with dust? That ever happened? Ruth and I were down at the Kaiwi Lakes recently and uh, we went out to Bailey's Beach one night, her and I to a cafe and had dinner together. Then we decided to take the back road all the way back to Kaiwi Lakes, which was a metal road. Oh, I don't know if it went for 10K, 15K or more. But when you're doing, in this weather, when you're doing 70 or 80K on a metal road, there's a lot of dust. The dust was so thick on the back window, I looked in my rear vision mirror and there was, regularly there was an avalanche of dust going down the back. Every now and then it, an avalanche and then half the window would clear then it would start. It was just dust like you wouldn't believe. We don't get that around Kirikiri. And I was driving past these houses and I'm thinking, man, these poor farmers, you know, they live out here all the time. One car goes past, clouds of dust, clouds of dust. I almost felt guilty. We won't, we won't dwell on that too much. But yesterday, <laughs> yesterday, I, I was trying to find someone's house and I went down a metal road and I took the wrong road. But what I saw there, it wasn't by chance because I think I was meant to. So I saw the sign there. And you know what it said? It says, drive slowly, neighbors and children will, and then it had this red, beautiful red love heart and then you underneath. Neighbours and children will love you. Drive slowly and then we'll love you. But if you don't drive slowly, <laughs> and I thought, yes, isn't that like us? Performance orientation. You know, you better be good. Saying to the kids, you better be good. Otherwise, you know, if you're not good, we're going to take this from you. We're going to take that from you. You're going to go to your room. You're going to do this. You're going to do that. We're going to threaten you with all the stuff. And it's because we love you. <laughs> Boy, I'm glad my dad doesn't do that to me because he'd be pretty severe, wouldn't he? He's for us. We can dwell in a place of security, warmth, and love. That's what he's been saying to me anyway. I don't know if this is for you or if it's for me. We're so often in this performance-orientated world of ours, and we're just driven driven by performance, but God wants us to, our eyes to be open to see that not only are we made in the image of love, but He really does love us and He loves our company and He is for us. And if God be for us, who can be against us? There is so much security in His presence. Tonight we're having the presence night. Wow, it's a wonderful time to just bask in the sunshine of His love. I experience His presence when the worship team's up there. Wow, am I set free in the worship. I just love it. I'm like a little child with a toy. It's great. 
it's, it's, it's freeing. It's amazing just to dwell there in the security of God, to hear His voice, to, to hear in the Spirit, to see in the Spirit. God's not like that. God's love doesn't depend on our performance. 1 Timothy 1 and 5 says, Now the purpose of the commandment is love from a pure heart, from a good conscience, conscience, and from sincere faith. The commandment wasn't really supposed to be all about laws. It was from a pure heart, loving your neighbor as yourself and loving God and, and not stealing and not committing adultery. And it was, It's all driven by love. That's what... That's, that's the force behind it all. That was the purpose of the commandment, not to say, you shall not. Not quite. It was more a promise, the promise of love. You won't commit adultery. When you're loving your neighbor, you shall not commit adultery. Not you shall not commit adultery. See the difference? See the difference? 1 John 4 and 7 says, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God. And everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Oh, that God would open our eyes to the fact that we are made, you and I are made in the image of love. You are made in the image of love. Have you got that? You are made in the image of love. That's a fact, not a feeling. Don't live in, in your feelings. Now that the fact is you're made in the image of love. You can't change that by what you feel. No, no, your feeling's not going to have any bearing on it. You can feel what you want in your soul, but the fact is you're made in the image of love. That's why you're precious, and that's why God sent His Son. It's like Jesus said, give me a penny. Whose image and superscription is written on that penny or coin or whatever it was? He said, Caesar's, they said to him. He said, well, you give that to Caesar. You give what to Caesar what's his. But he didn't stop there. He said, and to God, the things that are God's. What he was saying to those Pharisees, those religious leaders, is God has stamped his image on your life. You're made in the image of love, and you surrender to him. So love is the greatest, and our Heavenly Father intends for us to take dominion in Northland this year with his love. Glory. So what I like about this too is, just before I move on to our third point, is that the sons of the prophets said, now the place where we dwell with your gracious big enough here on a Sunday morning, that God is getting from Northland the praise and worship that He's worthy of. Is this big enough? Or is this place too small? I hope you're like the sons of the prophets and that you have vision. And you say, this is too small. This place is too small. We see something far bigger. Something greater. We're not just going to settle on our laurels and just sit down and just be content with it, being in a holy huddle. Mate, mate, we, we just can't contain this stuff. The love of God, the vision that He gives us in the Spirit. We're here for a great purpose. We're here to reach out into Northland. We're not here just to be self-centered and live life for ourselves and be consumers. We're producers. The blessing of God is going to be flowing through our spirit into Northland. We're made in the image of love. Northland needs you, my brother and my sister. Northland needs you like you wouldn't believe. Oh, the sons of the prophets, they had vision. A prophet is a seer, and they can see, and they got vision. Oh, that God would open your eyes this morning to see that there's more with you and that you're made in the image of love.
Glory to God. Right. Okay, we've got another two hours. Good. 2 Kings 6 verse, the next verse. Verse 2 and 3. So they said the place is too small. So it says, please let us go to the Jordan and let every man take a beam from there. That's interesting. Cutting down a tree, you see. Going to the Jordan. Let us make, and let us make there a place that we may dwell. It was obviously going to be a lot bigger than where they were. So he answered, Elisha answered, go. Then one said, please consent to go with your servant. And he answered, I will go. The third point this morning is that God would open our eyes to see the fact that we are needed. Everyone is needed. You're needed as much as I'm needed. You're needed as much as Ruth is needed, as much as Reuben is needed, as much as Harmony is needed. Every one of those sons of the prophets were going to go and they were going to cut down a tree. Funny, at the Jordan, there was a tree. When John the Baptist was baptizing people, there was a tree. His name was Jesus. He was like a tree planted by the rivers of living water that brought forth its fruit in its season. His leaf didn't wither. He was fruitful. Psalm 1, there they were going to go to the River Jordan and they were going to cut down for themselves a tree. But there's another thing about the tree. The cross was made out of a tree. The tree that was cut down. Jesus hung on the tree for you and I. God, Jesus said that each one of us need to take up our cross and follow him. We have to die to self. Christianity is not about all about our need and what's going on in me and I need prayer this morning. And it's about what's out there. The problem is we need to see that he hung on a tree. Cursed is everyone that hung on a tree. We're dead to self. You need to take up your cross. We are dead to self. We reckon that we're dead indeed to sin. We're dead to sin. Where Jesus has died in our place where we have died with him. We are dead to sin. We've been crucified with Christ, but we live, but it's not us living. It's Christ living in us. We're made in the image of love. Take up your cross and follow him. Northland needs people that will take up their cross and follow Jesus. There's a tree. But then there's a tree standing there at the Jordan. And it's Jesus. And you've been crucified, but you can have him, the man. And you can stand in him, the one that the dove came down upon. And you can stand in Jesus. He's the man that you can have. That's why when we do an altar call, we say, if you want to receive Jesus, not if you want to give to Jesus. No, you're not the giver. You're the source of life doesn't come from you. God does not need you, but you need him. Come on. If you receive him, you need that man. Go to the Jordan, cut down yourself a tree, and let's build the house together. Amen. Glory to God. Come on. Lord, open our eyes to the fact that each one of us are needed. You can sit there in your chair and think, oh, look, I'm not very good at that. I'm not a good speaker. I'm not good at this. I'm not. Goodness me. If God says you're good, it's good. He's made you accepted in the beloved. God says you're accepted, you're accepted. He's for you. Don't listen to that voice. That's the enemy. That's the enemy that's with them. 
But there's more with us than with them. Listen to the facts, not your feelings. Oh, but I don't feel I could do this. I don't feel I could do that. I'm not very good with the children. I'm not very good on car park. I'm not very, no, no. Every one of us need to cut down a tree. Every one of us need to take up our cross and follow him. And I'm hoping that this morning, as God opens your eyes, that you'll be asking, where do I fit in? We're wanting to raise up leaders here in Excite that will serve and lead together with us in our nation. And that might mean that someone is sitting here that will be Prime Minister of New Zealand one day. Come on. There's more with us than with them. That's what our nation needs. Men of God, sons of God, sons of the prophets that says this place is too small. I'm believing for more than this. I see far more than this. What is the real potential in Northland? What do you see? Do you see anything? Lord, open our eyes. What do you see? Go to God. Go to the Jordan. Get a tree, for goodness sake. Get yourself a rafter. Let's build together every one of the sons. Every one of the sons. I'll tell you what I see, what we see here at Excite. We see you all being led and empowered by the Spirit of God to impact our nation with the love of God and the Word of God. Yes, through gifts of healing, prophetic words, words of knowledge, acts of kindness, miracles. Those signs will follow us when we believe, when we take a tree for ourselves. We see suicide ended by people realizing that their life is of great value and that they have a purpose. We see people no longer depending on drugs, alcohol, but being filled with the Spirit and the joy of the Lord. Hallelujah. Do you see that? It's time to get a tree. It's time to have our eyes open. Come on. We see families no longer torn apart, causing lifelong damage to children and young people because their parents don't love each other. But instead, we see loving fathers committing to, a, to loving the mother of their children and being there to share the love of God with their families. There to lay down their life for their families. Yes. Hallelujah. That means the whole life, not just what we have, but what we are, laying it down for our families. We see people in Northam being raised up to be great leaders in all areas of community and country. You better believe it. This is an amazing decade that we're embarked on, not just this 2020 year, but this decade, but especially this year. God is doing something in our nation, in Northland, in the church here, in your life, He's doing something. He is speaking to you this morning like He's speaking to me. Yes? So the three points. Open eyes. Lord, open our eyes to the facts that there are more with us, number one. Number two, that we are made in the image of love. Wow. That we are needed. You are made in the image of love and you are needed. Why are we going to do pathways this year? Because there's two things that people need in a church, and that's to be needed and to be known. In a community, even. They need they want to be needed, they want to feel part of it. Whether saved or unsaved, whether born again or not born again, atheist or Christian. They need they want to be needed. 
and they want to be known. And that's, that's all this Pathways is about, not only training us, but connecting us, keeping in touch, finding where people fit in so they don't come in the front door and go out the back. You are needed. Let us all go and cut down a tree and take a tree.